Welcome to this week's episode of Cinematic Adventures. Yeah, I'm JP, and that's Daniel from the future. <laughs> okay, Jackie, it's Valentine's Day. You know what that means. I'm going to talk about love. Action movies. That's what we need to talk about this week. Let's talk about our favorite action movies. Yeah, get some action. No, Ugh. not that kind of action, you perv. <laughs> <laughs> like, bang, bang, pew, pew. Yeah, bang, bang. <laughs> that kind of action. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> <laughs> so it's Valentine's Day. So, um... Keep saying you, that. You hate love and people in general. I... <laughs> Way to make me sound like the Grinch. I don't uh, hate... Well, you love... You love. love sounding like the Grinch. Don't lie. I what? You love being the Grinch or Scrooge. That's your I thing. am neither of these. Neither, I say. Um, I no, I I don't hate love. I just don't ever want to like watch it at all. Um, I just I don't like feelings, emotions. Ew, no. But you know what? Seeing shit blow up. Now that's fun. Or like being in outer space. You know what? I like cinematic adventures, not love stories. Who the hell cares about love stories? I care about love stories. I care about people. I am a man of the people. <laughs> Don't you uh, have dogs? People who have dogs tend not to be people people because people who have dogs know that dogs are better than people. Now, people that have dogs have dogs to go walking and meet other people with dogs. Like, oh, you have a dog? Oh, so do I. Let's be best friends. Okay, bye. Yeah, we don't have the same friends then because all of my friends who have dogs are like, yeah, they're better than people. Oh my god! <laughs> well, they are. But See, you can talk about how much better dogs are with other dog owners. That's their people, though. <laughs> I'm not anti-people. I'm just an extrovert that doesn't necessarily want to always be around people. I mean, I need to be around people, hence the extrovert. I just don't want them to like talk <laughs> because many people are stupid. And if they could just keep that to themselves, just sunshine and daisies. No, you got to open your mouth and say dumbass shit. Now I got to roll my eyes till they fall out of my head. What were we talking about again? Action we were... movies. That's <laughs> what we were talking about. All right. So it's, um, okay, I'll roll with this. Fuck it. What is the best couple in an action movie? Oh, for fuck's sake. You got to throw that back in there, don't you? Yeah, you wanted to talk about action movies. Fuck you. What's the, who's the best <laughs> romantic couple in an action movie? Okay. I don't know. Who do you think it is? Because you know what? In an action movie, nobody gives a damn about a couple... Oh, I'll tell you. Keanu Reeves and Sandra Bullock in Speed. You know why? Because there was no coupling until one kiss at the end. The rest of it was just about the plot. It was about... Bless, the bus is going to blow have up. A plot. Gotta, sure it does. The bus is going to blow up. Keep it above 55. Oh no, there's a section of the freeway not finished. What are we going to do? It's surprising yeah. that you like that movie because that movie has no story. It's just that. That is the entire thing. Hey, if it has, pew, pew, boom, boom, why not? All right, fine. But since it is romance, uh, since it is the season of romance, uh, maybe we should talk about a romantic movie. And my favorite one is About Time. 
which you thought was the time traveler's wife, which is fine because it is another movie where Rachel McAdams falls in love with the time traveler because that's the thing that she did. I, turns out I'd only seen one of them, but thought I'd seen both of them because I can't tell the difference because they both look stupid. Um, I hadn't seen About Time. I'd only seen The Time Traveler's Life, which is stupid. Um, the Time Traveler's is so stupid. And it's based on my favorite book. So I'm like, well, fuck well, you. The, the thing is, like, I genuinely, like, just from the trailers, they're, like, I'm the type of person who, like, when I see a trailer... I'm like, oh, that looks interesting, or hmm, wonder what that's about, or yeah, no. And from the trailers, I was like, ah, hard pass for both of them. So then I, and I never, I didn't see either of them in the theater. It was like a Netflix type of situation. And I lost interest in Time Traveler's Wife. And when About Time came out, I thought it was the same thing because it looks like it's the same thing. It's very, and Rachel McAdams. It's, yeah. why did she do that? She's just trying to confuse me. Yeah. It, so. it, but okay, so but the main difference is that about time is good and the time trials wife is trash. I mean, if you want to draw comparisons. <laughs> <laughs> so okay, so the time trials wife is based on a book, and the book, the time trials wife, is like my archetype for how to build the perfect relationship in fiction, which is one, you make the characters interesting without the relationship, right? So the, the mm-hmm. book is from Henry's perspective and Claire's perspective. And even though Claire has known Henry since she was six, technically, um, she, they still like are interesting outside of their relationship because they don't have a relationship until they meet in the present. So it's just him just hanging out. And then Claire has her own life and Henry has his own life. For example, his his dad is an alcoholic, right? And that's <laughs> a huge fucking deal in the book. And in the movie, it's one, it's two scenes. One where it's you like, just oh, you're an, it doesn't matter. So it's two scenes. One is when he's an alcoholic and it's like, oh, I'm an alcoholic. And the second is I'm giving up drinking. And I'm like, no, fuck you. That sucks. <laughs> okay, so how about this? Because... I genuinely don't remember The Time Traveler's Wife because if it's not a good movie, I file it in the don't fucking care category and just move mm-hmm. on. Um, unless it like really stands out as being a terrible movie. Um, that's, the, so, that's the thing. That's the thing. Um, I acknowledge that it's not terrible. It's just mediocre. But it's based on my favorite yeah. book. So fuck you. Okay, sure. So why don't you give us a synopsis of it and I will try to stay awake. <laughs> That's the spirit. So The Time Traveler's <laughs> Wife, the movie, is about this moron who meets this other moron and then they fall in love for no reason at all. All right, good talk. All right, I wonder why I wouldn't like it. Hmm. Mm, it sucks. Um, so in the book, his mum gets decapitated and that's what? horrifying. Wait, yeah, it, it's a car, there's a car accident. Okay. And I'm in now. She get, yeah, there's a car accident. She gets decapitated and he nearly dies, but time travels and saves his life and in the book at that point Wait, he time travels and saves his life but not his mother's yeah he can't take he he one he that's the first time he time travels it's not uh he can't control his time traveling and two he's the only one that can time travel and it's a big fucking hassle 
Right. So what's the difference between this and About Time? Because in About Time, he's the only one. Who, like it's just the one in, like he. It's the the male thing in the family. So only he can time travel throughout the story. So what's the difference between this and the like? It's the same thing. It's the same thing. Well, in it, yeah. And Rachel McAdams. Same thing. Yeah, that that's why she's in it because it's the same movie. But um, the the difference is that in About Time, it's good and it's sweet <laughs> and delightful. And he can control it. So, so the the point of about time is that you don't need time travel, right? Um, mm-hmm. Tim says that he's going to use time travel to get a, to get a girlfriend, but the only time he uses it to directly get a girlfriend and to improve their relationship is one to meet her because he already met her, and then he used time travel in order to help his roommate out with his play because he's a nice guy, you see. And, the, and so he didn't meet her at, on the blind date. And the, so he time travels to meet her when she's at a terrible party. And the second time uh, to improve their relationship um, is when he's picking out a best man. So the entire relationship between meeting for the first time and picking out a best man for their wedding, he doesn't time travel to, to save his relationship. He just time travels for other reasons. Like his dad. Oh, God. Oh, so yeah, the point of about time, he, they said that it's a time travel movie for people that hate time travel. I love time travel. It's my favorite movie, aside from Princess Bride, which it might be better than Princess Bride. Um, I, you take that back right now. The right, Princess the, Bride has sexy pirates. That's a good point. The Princess Bride is, has got more, relation, more than that, just Buttercup and Wesley's terrible relationship. But yes. the relationship in um, in about time is better than the relationship in Princess Bride, but yes. the Princess Bride has more going on. Yes, that? yeah, that much better. Okay, cool. So uh, I love about time a lot. It's adorable, yeah, and British, and adorably British. Kind of picked up on that. Uh, Rachel McAdams uh, has a who's series not of yeah, no, who's not British has a series of falling in love uh, and having relationships with. Uh, time travelist because apparently she's uh, an actress who's like, who do we get for this time travel thing? I don't know, Rachel McAdams. So we, sure. So we have about time and time travel's wife, and we also have the um, um, movie uh, Midnight in Paris. Why did you struggle to call that? Oh yeah, there's time travel in that too. I forgot about that. Why did yeah. you struggle to call that a movie? I wanted to call it good, and then I'm like, is it? Uh. They have a terrible relationship, though. I, I do. It's a cute, quirky film. It's not, the, it's not a great film, but it's a cute, quirky film. It's, you know, whatever. It, it, it feels like you're watching a day in Owen Wilson's life. That's true. A terrible, terrible day. Very odd. Um, yeah. <laughs> I, I odd. think it's just because people uh, praise that movie too much, and I'm like, is it good? It is. It's just not, you know, brilliant. No, yeah, nobody's saying brilliant or even great. It's just some people are. Sure, why not? It's good. Yeah, so um, Rachel McAdams. So I ranked um, Rachel McAdams dating time travelers by how good their relationship was. Um, Mm. And this was on the bottom because they have a terrible relationship. It sucks. No wonder he wanted to run away. Well, yeah. Uh, Who does he end up with? Doesn't he end up with somebody else at the end of that? I can't remember. I've seen uh, it, but um, I know that... He had a terrible relationship with her, but then he ended up in like what was it like twenties? Yeah, Paris. Well, the well, he did that. No, yeah. So okay, so 
What happened in that movie? Uh, I know. Like, I've seen it, but I can't remember the end. Oh, I know. I remember the end, end now. Yeah. I remember the end now. The the end is that um the person from the twenties also time travels, but she time travels to the eighteen hundreds because she remembers that with the same sort of nostalgia that Owen Wilson was thinking about the twenties, right? Oh, it's all about yes. nostalgia and how that chick yeah. that was like the Catherine Zeta Jones lookalike, right? Right. Yeah. Okay, I remember now. And then he right. and then he breaks up with Rachel McAdams and dates someone else. Yes, uh, which stays yeah. in the 2000s, whenever he is. Yeah, it's it's cute. It's nothing special. It's cute. Yeah. Um, it it looks like a painting. It looks like um, it looks like someone had really fun designing the sets. Mm-hmm. So yeah, there's that. Okay, so you were describing time traveler's wife, and then you went right into about time, and we never finished. All you you. Started with his mom's head was decapitated. His mom was decapitated. Oh that yeah. So in the book, right? In the book, we we hear uh, Henry tells Claire. This is a huge deal in the book because when he's time traveling, Henry doesn't tell Claire jack shit because everything is secret and he knows it. And she, he tells him tells her everything when they're in the present because then he doesn't have to hide anything from her. And what? But, before they meet, before he meets her in the present, his older self is time traveling and talking to her. Um, they bring up how creepy that could be, but it doesn't come across as creepy as it should. Anyway. Yeah, this all sounds confusing. Uh, it, it, it just, it's just confusing to explain, but here's the big deal. So when, um, when, she's, uh, when he's time traveling and talking to Claire, he, it's his mom's, one day it's his mom's birthday. And uh, uh, I think, and um, he's explaining this entire thing and it, what exactly happened, how the first time he time traveled, this horrendous thing happened. And, um, and it's, a re it's the first real connection that they have um, to each other. And it's a big fucking deal. And in the movie, it's rushed because they don't explain it. And they don't build up any connection between Claire and Henry at all. They just show us the thing happening. And then instead of him coming back to teach himself how to time, teach himself about time travel and how to pick pockets and steal clothes, because it's a Terminator situation where you don't time travel with clothes. So you have to steal stuff in order to survive. Mm -hmm. So you, so he teaches himself as he's growing up how to do stuff uh like pick pockets or or uh, pick locks or whatever and that's a whole big fucking deal and one of the things is and but in the movie they skip all of that interesting character development and instead have um henry give him a blanket and be like hey i'm you from the future uh i know you had a massive trauma but apparently we're never gonna meet again so like figure it out i guess <laughs> fuck you <laughs> Okay, so why do you like the book so much? You said it was one of your favorite books. Yeah, the book's great because it's... Okay, so the way the book's structured is that the first chapter uh, is Claire. No, is Henry. And then it goes to Claire. So we get both of their perspectives, uh, not only around their relationship, but in other stuff that's happening. Claire is rich and... Um, we see her relationship with her family and how she's keeping Henry a secret from them. 
because he's a time traveler. And that and then we see Henry have the same have a similar uh, they're interesting outside of their relationship. Uh, Henry it, Henry has an interesting relationship with his father and it and it develops to not toxic by the end and which is, you know, a lot better than them not speaking to each other. So the reason I like the look so much is because the characters are massively interesting and the story doesn't require them to have a relationship. If they didn't have time travel in this book, if he was a firefighter or a soldier, anything that puts him in danger, you could have the same love story in the book and just replace the time travel stuff with other things and it would still be as interesting. I probably I wouldn't mean, have read would it, it though. Would it because... Their I'm relationship quite... didn't have to change. Yeah. Anyway. So... We need to go to outer space or something or blow some shit up because uh, this is, I'm getting tired. I hate this stuff. Why do you hate relationships? What is this, therapy? Are you shrieking yes. me now? Uh-huh. <laughs> Why so, do you hate relationships? What? Take a seat. Lie down. Lie down. Wait, which is it? Take a seat or lie down? You're confusing me. Anyway. Um, okay, have you seen Lucky yet? What? Have you seen Lucky Number Slevin yet? Uh, no. I've been busy. You've been busy watching everything else. Uh, yeah, I'm playing D&D. I get like, yeah. Mm-hmm. You can tell me about Lucky Number Seven if you want. It's such a good movie. I love it. Have you seen Revolver? Um, maybe. I saw, um... <laughs> no, I don't think you have. Because you'd not. remember. Yeah, no. I mean, that's fair. <laughs> They're such good movies. And you know what? what? I don't have anything to do with love. They're not this mushy, gushy feelings, emotion shit. But it is an inner look at human beings. The revolver is a look at the ego. It's a okay. good psychoanalysis type of piece. Lucky number seven is a huge, like, it's like a revenge story. I like revenge stories. You know what else is a revenge story? Pirates, not pirates, during, um, um, <laughs> I'm looking at Pirates of the Caribbean because I'm looking at my DVDs right now. <laughs> I tend to say what I see instead of what I'm thinking. It, just don't ask. Anywho, okay. ooh, have you seen Kiss Bang Bang? Because I just looked at that too. <laughs> have you seen Kiss uh, Kiss Bang Bang? That's the Robert because... Downey Jr. one, right? Yes, Robert Downey Jr. Uh, and Val Kilmer. Hilarious. Yeah, I, I saw that a few years ago. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, it is. And the romance, me, not really romance, me. Anywho, so what's the other movie you want to talk about? I want to talk about the Adams Family because. Oh, Look, here's the thing, <laughs> right? You love the Adams family, don't lie. Everyone loves the Adams family. It's no, hilarious. I don't, I don't care about it. No, I'm I'm the, I'm neutral on the Adams family. I don't love them. I don't hate them. They're just there. Yeah, the just there. The Adams family is great. You have um, you have <clears throat> this show from the '60s, which is a sitcom that's making fun of the tropes of the weird trope that married couples hate each other by having the couple love each other and that's the joke. And then you have Raul Julia and uh, Angelica Houston and they're just, and the director's like, hmm, oh, they were definitely fucking. And then they just have tons of sex jokes uh, around the fact that they love each other. And they're also great parents. And they're super supportive of each other. It's a great relationship. People, therapists, therapists have uh, analyzed them and been like, yeah, 
this is great. It's brilliant. And the, <laughs> yes. One of the family, the family, the family. Come on, we all know who I'm talking about here. Northern Beach family. Fast and Furious. Uh huh. So, so Adam Family um, has this whole setup where they are basically immune to danger, and they they have electric chairs that they play with and stuff. So you have all this like paranormal shit going on, and you have Wednesday who will definitely kill her boyfriend, and. All this shit happens, and they're just super supportive of each other. And they go in the yeah, sequel. Are they alive? I've never what? understood that. Are they alive or dead? I always thought they were like supernatural. Because you're right, like a lot of shit that would kill humans, they just do it like it's you know eating a burger or something. So are they are they alive? Are they actually human? Uh they're alive. At least four of them are human. Uh, their grandmother's a witch. The uh, butler is Frankenstein's monster, probably. Um, and it's just weird. They, they have this thing where they're just immune to danger. I think it, what happens is that they're very, very lucky. And they're just naturally lucky, which is how they got their fortune as well. Because not only are they immune to danger by being extremely lucky, but also uh, Gomez gets millions and millions of dollars by buying stuff that he likes and not really having any business sense at all. Hmm. I always thought there was some kind of supernatural element to it. Oh, like they definitely were. Like, is. No, I mean like to them specifically, like they were like, I don't know, not zombies, not vampires, but something else maybe? Something not necessarily known in popular circles? Uh, well, their grandmother's a witch and uncle, f and they have a, um, a hand that's just running around. Yes, that's so talking about shit happening around them. Yeah. See, I mean, they've got, there's literally just a walking hand. So I was like, okay, these people aren't like human in the way that we know of human. They're like something else. Yeah, it's never mentioned, but they have paranormal shit happening around them. In the cartoon, you love cartoons. In the cartoon, they have, um, they just lean into the paranormal side of it because they can't lean into the sex side. They lean into the paranormal side and they go into paintings and shit and their house is definitely haunted by their cousin. Oh, see, I thought, you know, by them, but yeah, sure. <laughs> I thought they were like, ghosts like i said i thought there was some kind of supernatural thing that maybe hadn't been explored yet like I mean, yeah you've heard of vague, ghosts, yeah there's maybe something else that's just vague that's enough to be accurate it's just not mentioned yeah i thought that was always like the inside joke of like nobody else knew what they were and they just like they just act like they're like, like everybody else is like them but they're not and i don't know i just figured um, they were like some some other type of supernatural entity that like maybe we don't know about there's another sitcom that came that was out the same time called the monsters which is yes i remember them which is monsters trying to fit into um normal society and that's the joke but in this they look normal and but they just act weird and that's the joke yeah but there's also a walking hand yeah, there's paranormal shit happening around them. They just act that, like that cousin, stuff's normal. Yeah, there's a cousin made entirely of hair. There's a great gif of that um, where uh, it's uh, this beautiful woman with long hair and then she flips her hair and it's cousin it. And I'm like, that's, that's fucking gold. 
Um, yeah, so Adam's Family, great movie. Uh, not a good story. I'll give you that. Because the, the story Which is... Which one are you talking about? Did principles of them, though? Are, uh, are you talking about the yeah. TV show or the movie um, and their multiple uh, movies? Okay, so I'm going to... I'm going to talk about the 1991 movie mainly. Um, the because, one with Christina Yeah, because that one barely has a plot. And so they focus on um, their relationship a lot and their, and the family as well. And in the second one, uh, everyone's like, I want my stupid 90s plot. And it's like, fuck, fine. I'll give you a stupid 90s plot. You're happy? And they're like, no, it was stupid. I'm like, I told you it was stupid. But also, the, so even though the plot of the second one is stupid, there's also the subplot where they go to summer camp, which is hilarious. I haven't seen the second one. Okay, Wednesday and Pugsley go to summer camp, and they have to put on a um, a play about Native Americans during summer, and it's about the first Thanksgiving, and it's garbage. And uh, they... Um, they try and brainwash Wednesday by making her watch Disney movies. And mm. so she pretends to be brainwashed and becomes and plays the part of Pocahontas, of course, and, uh, and then just kills everyone and sets the place on fire and then leaves. Oh, there's actual oh. murder in this. It's great. Yeah. And this is your uh, romance. Okay. All right. Yeah. Sure. You, uh, you said that you sure. didn't. Yeah. Because um, because Gomez and Morticia are fantastic. They're a fantastic couple, and all this weird shit has happened around them. And like, yeah, it's great. And um, it's also about how um how they raise their kids and how connected they are to their family. Like, for example, in the sequel, Festa leaves, and when Festa leaves, instead of their baby being um this <laughs> this great uh pale face uh kid with like um gelled up black hair and a mustache which is what they're meant which is what he's meant to be he turns into this uh rosy cheeked blonde haired blue eyed kid because uh gomez is uh because the family's been broken up and it's fucking hilarious okay yeah, and yeah I love I it. uh dan's family is great it's fun and there's tons of uh of movies about the Adams family, and even in the movies, the TV show, everything they they remember that the most important part is their relationship, and it's great. She speaks uh, Morticia speaks French for Gomez because he knows that he likes it because she knows that he likes it, and it is awesome all the time. Kind of fanboying out on it. Yeah, all a little right, bit. Else? A little bit. Wait, little my bit. favorite line. Uh, in the movie, and it's it's a fucking great line. Um, is when Morticia says, "Gomez, last night you were like some wild animal. You were uncontrollable. You frightened me. Do it again." I'm like, yes, sexy. I love this movie a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, next movie. Uh, your turn. Talk about some uh action movie crap. Ooh, okay, good. That's fun. So if we're gonna talk family. You gotta talk Fast and Furious Family, which again, Fast and Furious 9 is coming out. And speaking of family, Dom now has a brother. Dun, dun, dun. Yeah, I know. We've only ever seen his sister, and they've never, ever in eight movies mentioned that he had a brother. But now he's I mean, here. He was there the whole time. 
I love uh, Fast and Furious. It's really yeah. silly. That entire series from like five onwards is great. Um, it's dumb, oh, right. and they, but they Except know it. He's kind of stupid, but it's still you know, and because it doesn't even have any of the main characters. But whatever. Oh, speaking of three. Han is not dead again, speak, like which also happened in Star Wars Rise of Skywalker because he just got, oh, he's a memory. But now You're Han right. is back. You're- he shows up at the end of the trailer and he's just like, what's up? And we're like, what the fuck, you were dead? But I, I honestly think that the reason why they did that is because you can't have Jason Statham be a good guy with the death of Han. It's just like you can't, you can't redeem Kylo Ren without his father being okay with it and without so- Han Solo being okay with it and you can't redeem jason statham's character without han being alive because that was the big stain on statham's record he killed han it's like how dare you you killed one of the family but now he's not dead so he's always forgiven he can come back we're all good um my favorite (laughs) part about this about this is that people were arguing on twitter justice for han or han had it coming and i'm like dude star wars wasn't that bad I thought that they were talking about Han Solo what? being killed by Kylo Ren. Justice for Han. I haven't. Yeah, it was going around wow, Twitter I... when Fast and Furious was coming up, but I didn't pay attention to either Star Wars or Fast and Furious for a while until I saw. Um... Oh, I got you. Got you. For a second there, I actually thought you were talking about Han Solo. <laughs> okay. Well, yeah. okay. Fun fact: in in um in the the Fast and Furious universe, his last name is Sol. Oh. Oh. No. No. Yeah. No. Korean last name, like you know, how, like the Korean spelling of Seoul, and then oh, you can fuck like off. Have you not seen what was it, seven? I think it was. I can't was remember. They yeah. all blend together. All I remember six. from the movies oh, is the six. action scenes. I don't remember the characters. <laughs> it well, it's all you're. The, so we've we've completely flipped. Me, the all about story person, is like no, no, this character and that character. Like I've kept up with all the characters. I think it was in six when it when um they reshowed. It was either six or seven when they replay. It was seven when they replayed his death. Um, and they showed at the end or yeah at the end they showed his his uh, face on a um on a computer screen on like a computer monitor mm-hmm. and it said and it was han and then his, his last name was soul oh i'm glad that that was a reference and not just a, a coincidence i'm glad that they no, named no. him after it, han solo on purpose they did his name his name was han in the first place because of han solo and they just gave him the last name solo because they could i mean and it's awesome yeah <laughs> i i and now, now just like han solo he has returned <laughs> he is back. and his return is redemption for a different character that was the bad guy who is now a good guy it's perfect symmetry <laughs> really i will keep paying to see these movies until they stop making them because <laughs> that is and just- the, the, the best thing about um boston furious is that it knows what it is it's exactly what it dumb wants as, to be it's dumb it, as dog but, shit doesn't pretend to be something it's not look i love shakespeare i do i love shakespearean films i love i love like the jane austen type films i'm as big a nerd as you can get but i also like shoot 'em up bang bang pew pew and that's exactly what fast and furious is it doesn't pretend it's not it doesn't like 
It, it doesn't like as far as love stories, like nobody gives a shit. They last for three minutes on screen and then something go, drives, somebody drives fast, something gets blown up, something drives off of a cliff. That's what I want to see. I want to see how ridiculous, like each film, I'm like, they get more and more ridiculous. Let's do this. I want to see what Fast and Furious 10 is going to be like because they got to go to space. Like they have to. They can't they have do it. Eventually, they're gonna have to go to space, and I'm I mean, here for it. Hobbs and Shaw was about superheroes. They became superheroes it, in that it, movie. Yes, <laughs> and you know what? I, I paid love Hobbs and Shaw. Hobbs and Shaw is so stupid. I saw it in cinemas, and it was the best. It was the lesson it, yes. for the lesson in Hobbs and Shaw is that they should punch him together. That's yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like an episode <laughs> of Killed. But like with a lot more explosions. Yeah, it's good. Good fun. Sure. Um, yeah, and everybody's related now because Shaw keeps having more and more family members. First, it was the one brother and now he's got a sister and a mother and they're just people everywhere. Like everybody's related and I'm fine with that. And in this one, again, speaking of family, Dom has a brother and um, his brother's big mean bad guy, which you know, you know in 10 he's going to be the good guy. If he doesn't get killed, He's the good guy in 10. He's not going to get killed because he's his brother. And you can't kill your brother. So he's going to end up redeemed. It's, the, it's essentially the Star Wars of car chase movies. But unlike it's Star Wars, you like nice. it. Unlike Star Wars, you don't complain about it as much because it's like, You're yeah. The sequels are all like, we're just going to do the exact same thing, but we're going to ramp it up. And I'm like, go for it. Stick it straight into my veins. I love it. There's, they drove a car through two buildings on like the 10th and floor of some bullshit. They drove a car literally off a cliff and lit. Both people in the car lived. Yep. Okay. Uh, this, give me more. I want that. I need that. And then at the end of the day, you share a Corona because it's all about family. And even your enemies become family. It's the ultimate redemption tale. Every enemy they've had thus far, if they don't end up dead, they end up at the table. <laughs> like, and the next movie or four movies later they're the good guy i love I mean, it i love it oh it's real dumb but it, it knows it and it doesn't pretend which is why it helps like i hate yeah. dumb movies that think they're smart that is my that's the my the worst kind, kind of movies is like you think you're really clever fuck you no <laughs> either nope. be clever or be stupid don't pretend you're not yeah, it's, that's what, so I like, I, here's the thing, like you said, I like movies that know what they are, that don't pretend to be something else. For example, if you're going to be a horror movie, be scary. If you're going to be a comedy, be funny. If you're going to be a drama, you better have a good story, because that's the whole point. And Fast and the Furious is, Fast and Furious series is an action series that knows what it is. It is campy, it is funny. It is action, and that's it delivers every single time. It doesn't pretend to be anything else. It doesn't promise anything else, and it doesn't deliver anything else. It's exactly what it's supposed to be every single time. I, I take that back because Seven, the fucking feels, man. But that had nothing to do with the movie itself. That had to do with real. What was that? You know how something always goes wrong. Yeah. Um. <clears throat> Where is? Oh, yeah. Seven had the feels because Paul Walker died in real life. So I, fun fact, that is the first Fast and Furious movie 
that I almost did not see. It's the first one I did not see opening weekend. And then I almost didn't see altogether because I was devastated. And everybody was like, oh, it does a really good job. And there's a tribute. And I was just like, no, I can't handle it. Don't make me feel anything. And I saw it and cried like an infant. <laughs> and like so I had a chance to go see it with a bunch of my friends on opening weekend and I was like hell no because <laughs> so, I was like yeah no I'm not gonna walk out of there a sobbing mess freaking Niagara Falls and shit and that's exactly what happened when I finally did see it I saw it like right before it left the theaters and there were only a few other people in there and then as soon as that music hits that doom 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 and then you see the path and you know the on the road you know, Dom leaves. Actually, um, it kind of starts, they're on the beach, and then everybody has that look where they're saying goodbye, and I'm like, God damn it. Oh, oh he's playing with the kid. And you're like, okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Like, tears are falling, but you're like, I got it, I got it, I can breathe, I'm good, I'm good. And then the fucking music kicks in, man. The fucking music kicks in, and next thing you know, they're on the goddamn road, Dom is sitting there, and then you hear, hey, and it turns over, and it's a scene from like one of the earlier movies when he was like, "You didn't think you were just gonna?" I was like, "No, don't do it!" And they're just like, "That's it, that's it, that's it." Every single time I heard that fucking song, which was like a number one song that year, balling, couldn't handle it. Just hearing the song, I was like, God. I couldn't do it. So aside from Seven, love the series. <laughs> so, um, because. It made me cry for like an entire season, basically. I'm not even gonna lie, like it, it took like a full year of hearing the song and seeing the video and having seen the movie for me to stop like bawling like an infant every single time. So yeah, I finally moved on from that. And now what I just do is like, if I watch Fast and Furious 7, as soon as the caper's over, I'm like, okay, that's enough of that. Let's move on. What's the next movie? <laughs> so I just, just keep going. So, yeah, what's your next movie? Um, before we go into that, I have a similar story with Night at the Museum 3, where you have- Robin Williams? Yeah, Robin Williams is in that, and I think it's his favorite movie. I hope it's his favorite, his uh, last movie. Uh, I hope it's his last movie, because if it isn't, his last movie is uh, terrible. Um, but Wait, if, if it's not Night at the Museum, I thought that was, but what would his last movie be if it wasn't? Uh, absolutely anything which is um, a terrible movie where um, they, where this guy has magic powers given to him by aliens. And- I never even heard of that. It, it's not good. You don't have to see it. But in, um, in Night of the Museum 3, um, there's a, it's not good. I want to distinguish that right now. It's not good. They have this, this thing where it's like, we have, we have this comedy, but, uh, it's for kids, so we also have this really, like, this comic relief in comedy, which is stupid uh, comedy. So, you're welcome. I'm like, oh, fuck you. Um, so, so, it's not... Yeah, so, so it's do not you know what his last movie is? Uh, what? Absolutely anything. Ah, uh, fuck. So, um... Before that, A Merry Friggin' Christmas, and before that, Boulevard. Night Museum, Museum 3 is his, like, fourth last movie. Alright, I wish, uh... I don't wish. I don't care. But what matters is that it's it's like it came out like a week after he died or something, and mm-hmm. 
um, there's a scene in that movie oh, yeah. where the yeah the farewell scene of as him as Roosevelt, right? Yeah, and it's and Jeremy Johns uh, said that it was like he's saying goodbye to us. It totally is, and I, even though it's a dumb movie and it's not great, I was crying during that scene because mm. because it's oh Robin Williams. <sighs> I'm fine. Are you? I'm not. Nope. Want to go back to shoot him up, bang bang? A little bit. Makes you feel better. It does. Pew pew. All right, you go. <laughs> Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Ah, oh, Gary, a romance movie, kinda. Yeah. There are a couple. Mostly it counts. You sure, why not? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what better therapy than killing a bunch of people together, you know? I mean, I'm Working out your problems, shooting some people, blowing some houses up. Why not? Uh, people randomly and, you know, don't like that movie, and I'm like, why not? Look at it. Uh, well, okay, so some people don't like it because of the whole like domestic abuse thing, but I feel like I feel like when you're when you're talking about like domestic violence, you're talking about like a much stronger man taking advantage of a weaker woman. She is not a weak woman. No, nope. she clearly holds her own when they fight each other. He doesn't like beat her and like and and that's um a thing like when they shot the scene where he was hitting her if you notice every time he hits her you don't see her get hit like for example when he kicks her while she's on the ground you don't see you just see him kicking behind a couch they did that very specifically so that you don't see a man beating a woman I, but when I, she kicks him in the nuts you can see her kicking him <laughs> and so and and you know, like it's 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 a very strange thing, but you know, as a person who's done martial arts, when you mm -hmm. I've like one of the best family dynamics I've seen in that dojo was a husband and wife team who were like, Yeah, after we beat each other, everything's just fine. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever was pissing you off, you can legally punch them in the face and you're like, I actually feel better now. Context you know? <laughs> is important for sentences like it that. Is. It really is. But it does. Like, they were both, at the time, they were both brown belts. They're both black belts now. Nice. But at the time, they were both brown belts. And, like, when you spar, when they got to spar each other, they were like, oh, yeah, just let it out. And then when you're <laughs> done, you feel this, when you finish sparring, even if it's with somebody you don't, you know, you, you don't have anything with, you, there's just, like, weight off your shoulders. Like, the aggression that you had underneath, it's been released. So there's, like, a physical release. So you feel better. And imagine like your partner was pissing you off and then you spar and you're like, okay, I forgive you for not putting away the laundry. You know what I mean? <laughs> like it, it works. It sounds fucked up, but it works. Again, it's like every is important. Anymore. It really is. So what I'm saying is if you want to run your marriage to survive, blow some shit up together and spar each other. You'll feel better. But like do it in a dojo, do it in a controlled setting. Don't just like haul off and hit each other. That's not, don't do that. <laughs> that's not cool. Don't do that. No, that's not cool. Do it in a controlled setting where there's equipment, there are people watching, you know, hit some other people too. That's fun. But I mean, come on. Can you not like at the end? When they were like in the beginning, he didn't even remember how long they'd been married. What he was dick. like, whatever, five or six years. And she was like, six. And he's like, whatever. <laughs> and then at what the end, and then he, no wonder they beat each other up. 
Yeah, and then he was like, when when they were asked about it, about sex life, he was like, "What do you mean? Like, what? Like, define how often you know? Like, define great sex." And at the end, he was like, "Oh yeah, it's awesome. See, you just need to beat some people up and kill some people together. You, you get it off your chest. You haven't. That's you've been what holding I'm back. You've been holding you've back. Been, yeah, you need to just you gotta mm. let it go. You know, just like that Frozen song, let it go, man. Uh, Some people meditate, people beat each other up, you know, whatever. But again, you know, in, in like a dojo or like, you know, as assassins. I mean, <laughs> but yeah, there you go. Uh, so that's, I mean, you, you cannot deny that like it started as a super fucked up relationship, but then the truth came out and, you know, turns out she was Jewish and an orphan and he was an art major and they got over it. And now they're happily ever after. Hooray! I'm glad it worked out after the beating. <laughs> no, it's not just the beating. It's the fact that they killed multiple people together oh, as a family. That's so sweet. <laughs> family that kills together stays together. That's why Spike worked is. out. There it is. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, fun times. Oh, yeah. Um, it's, All right. What's your next film? Um, fuck it. We can go uh, into The Incredibles uh, from this because there's a scene in The Incredibles where um, they and Pixar didn't the the producers didn't want this scene in, and it's when um, Bob and Helen are yelling at each other um, about superheroing, and it's because Bob is much bigger than she is, and so they so they took it back and they're like, well, we want this scene to be in here. But we don't have to change anything. She has stretch powers. So if the problem is size, just have her grow. So she uses her stretch powers to grow and it changes the dynamic of that scene, which is interesting. But also, they have an interesting and realistic relationship. It's not perfect. Uh, He's going through a midlife crisis. Have you ever watched a YouTuber named Movies Explained For? Uh, I think you showed me one of his videos. He does The Incredibles. And the reason why I bring him up is because his take on The Incredibles is basically through the lens of, like, their relationship. And it's hilarious. I, know I love he, movies. He is, because he's the one that, that told me about, that explained the, the, um, the stretching thing. Yeah. So, yeah, if anybody is not subscribed to Movies Explained for, do it, because he's awesome. Yeah, he's, he's great. Hilarious. He makes my day, dude. His videos, by the way, like going back to Star Wars, which so far everything we've mentioned, still a better love story than Star Wars. Um, His take on the Star Wars series, fucking hilarious. Absolutely hysterical. He does, he hasn't done the sequel trilogy, but he did the original trilogy and then he went back and did the prequels and so funny by the way like that's where i got the pew pews and boom booms from because that's how that's what he called that's movies. cute i i love yeah. i love that that's very fun um yeah, yeah. So, so uh mr and mr incredible have a great relationship and by great i don't mean perfect because they're going through a midlife crisis and they fight a lot but you can always tell and they don't forget to show that they actually do love each other which is what like sitcoms used to not show it used to be extremely toxic and terrible and then everyone's like, well, we can show the fighting, but like people don't, people don't want to see just terrible people. Wait, what sitcoms were you watching? You know, ones from the 60s. 
Like? Okay, um, the Honeymooners. Uh, Bewitched had the thing where... Honeymooners was from the 60s. I, I, I thought Honeymooners was from like the 40s. Or the, not 40s, but uh, the 50s. But it was, that was Whatever. terrible. Mm-hmm. Like everybody knows that that was terrible. I don't think that that was like the norm for sitcoms. Yeah, but even in, um, even in ones like Bewitched, where it wasn't toxic-ish, um, it's still Samantha's holding back her powers because she wants to be a normal housewife. And but but the the reason that the reason that Bewitched works, yeah. But but the reason that Bewitched works is because her entire family is like, no, fuck you, forget Darren. You're way more better. You're way better than he is. Uh, that's what I'm saying. I wouldn't say Bewitched wasn't toxic because he was. It, to me, Bewitched was like a wink and a nod at, at the um, the standard sitcom. It was a feminist show that was basically satire on the norm because he was supposed to be, because, you know, in the norm sitcom, like the man is the head of the household and the man is the powerful one. And in this one, they were like, shut up and sit down. Like, you don't, you're, you're powerless. Just shut up. Exactly. So it, Which is why I like Bewitched. I still think it was a toxic relationship because he was trying to dominate her, but she was just more powerful. Yeah. So to me, it's still toxic. Like there, you have one person, even if one person isn't dominating, the fact that they keep trying, that's not, not toxic. Yeah. But um, I'm just saying that it it works because uh, he is powerless. Yeah, but see, then you get to the whole like, well, that's just emasculating. Because if he will like, look at it this way. If he wasn't a human, if he was a genie like her, or Jin, I guess is the male term. So which? Um, it, which? The warlocks. Genie is oh. I Jim of genie. Oh, wait, what were we talking about? We're talking about we witch. You're talking about I Jim of genie, which I think is pretty toxic because he's literally her master. Yes, I was. I did confused the two for a second there. Yeah. I, I was talking. I don't about- think Bewitched <laughs> is um, toxic. I think you're right about I Jim of genie, which is toxic. Because yeah, I was talking about Yeah, um, no, Bewitched was, uh, but it's still kind of the same. Where like he's I mean, a little he still wants to be domineering. It just doesn't work. I think just, she, I think in the first season he definitely did, but in the second, uh, but beyond that, before it got crap, uh, between seasons like two and five, uh, he's just like mm-hmm. I mean. I don't want you to use magic because I don't want you to help, but also can you use magic to help me? Which is why I don't like him because he immediately goes back on it whenever he needs help. And she's like, no, (laughs) you didn't want me to use magic. So I won't deal with it. Yeah. I remember now. Yeah. You're right. Cause that's that like defined it. Um, So yeah, I was totally thinking of, I dream of Jeannie not bewitched. Yeah. Um, Anyway. So I like, I like movies where the relationship is like, equal or the power dynamic is the point which is why i didn't put interview with the vampire on this list because that movie has a very toxic relationship and also i've talked about it before indeed yeah so uh incredibles is great their relationship uh to each other and with their kids is fantastic um even when he's going through the midlife crisis the point is that he needs and and when they're like in the in danger and it's she's like i because um, the government said that we couldn't be superheroes. I have, you're a way ill-prepared to actually fight bad guys. So, shit. I have to do, like, a crash course. 
And I like the sequel as well, even though it's not as good. Uh, the sequel is like... I haven't seen the sequel. Uh, you should see it. Uh, it's on Disney Plus. Especially really? if you like the first one. You should definitely see the sequel if you like the first one. Uh, it's not as good, but it's um, still good. Um, it has the the jokes where he's ill-equipped to handle kids and she's uh, doing job at, uh, doing um, superheroing and she's very good at it. And he's like, oh, I want to be a superhero so bad, but I say I'm going to do the kid stuff. <laughs> when do they change math? Stuff like that. It's very fun. It, the, the, the first one is about their relationship and the second one is about them being, is more focused on them being parents, if that makes sense, even though they are parents in the first one as well. Okay. Right. Yeah, it's good. What's your next one? Um, so I'm of two minds because I'm thinking of three movies. Um, I think I'm going to go with a series, as a matter of fact. The Mission Impossible series, because why not? Why not? Because <laughs> not the first or the second one, but in the third one, he meets, because the first one, it was like a bunch of actresses that looked alike and nobody could tell them apart and <laughs> didn't matter because all of them either died or betrayed him anyway <clears throat> and then, you know, died. But in the second one, he fell in love with, um, with uh, Tanny Newton, never to be seen or heard of again. Then the third one, he falls in love with, uh, I want to say Michelle Monaghan. And she, even though she's not in all of the films, she's that like underneath layer. And then in the latest one, she comes back, even though he's not in, he's not with her. She's married to somebody else now. He still saves the world for her. Yay. And you know, explosions. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you I'm perfectly fine with there being a relationship, but you know, blow some shit up. Okay, that's fair. That's that's why um, <laughs> it works. That's why it works because those who blow up stuff together stay together. Stay together. There you go. Far less toxic relationships in this case. Um, but yeah, but think about it. Like he even like he actually left her because he loved her and it's that's always like normally in, in most movies it's bullshit but in this case him being a spy it was literally life endangering for her to be tied to him so he left her so that she could live because she was always and he even tried for a while to leave and live with her but then she was like yeah that's not gonna work you gotta go be a super spy and he when he went to be a super spy he had to leave her because if you know you can't have you can't have attachments. If you have attachments, they're gonna get they're gonna be used against you. So, still a better love story than Star Wars. I like that. That's the new thing. It used to be Twilight. Now it's Star Wars. Speaking of which, oh, yeah. my next one is Star Wars, the first one. I was gonna say with Han Solo Twilight. and Leia. Han Solo and Leia is literally the only actual chemistry in any Star Wars film ever. Uh huh. There are no other relationships that have even the slightest bit of chemistry. Aside from Han Solo. And, but you know what? what? If you didn't have the original trilogy and you could write it however you wanted, there is a ton of chemistry in the Clone Wars animated series between Anakin Skywalker and Ahsoka Tano. There is still, even in the Clone Wars animated series, there is still zero chemistry between Anakin Skywalker and Padme Amidala. That's They're very like funny. friends or some shit. They have no kind of chemistry in any medium, on screen, in cartoons, doesn't fucking matter. They have no chemistry. But but Jackie, he hates sand. Yes. 
It's coarse oh, don't and rough care. and gets everywhere. No, oh, no, don't you finish that? No. What's, what's more that romantic is, than hating no. sand? It's the worst dialogue from all of Star Wars. How dare you? <laughs> oh, no. The worst dialogue from all of Star Wars is, are you an angel? No. What's worse than that is, I truly, deeply love you. I Nobody fucking talks like that. No I, one. I, I, ki- I killed them all. The women and the children. And she's like, I'm okay with this. This is, this is perfectly fine. No red flags. <laughs> I can imagine her being like an Australian. That's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's fine. I'm fine. Uh, I still love you. Oh. And you can tell that I love you because of the sand thing. <clears throat> no, you can tell that she loves him because she says she truly, deeply loves him. Nobody fucking talks like that. No, no. This is why I say still a bit. Oh, don't get me started on the Raylo bullshit. They okay, okay. No, fuck. tell me about the Raylo bullshit because no. I didn't see that movie. And in the previous two, I'm like, really? That happened? When? When did that, that, that ever was a thing? You just answered the whole fucking thing. There isn't anything. There never was a thing. And then at the end, but there were, star, there were, there were fans who wanted to see them get together. And Don't Disney- Don't fans. What are you doing? That's exactly, that's exactly what they did. What they tried to do was, it's just like with anything. When you try to please everyone, you end up pleasing no one. And that's what Rise of Skywalker attempted to do. They were like, okay, for the people in The Last Jedi who said she's a nobody, we're going to keep her technically a nobody because she, her parents were nobodies. But for everybody else who's like, well, then where the fuck does she get the power? Uh, she's Palpatine's granddaughter. The fuck <laughs> now I've got to think of Palpatine fucking in my head. That just made it worse. You oh, just made it oh, worse. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. It's that. It's that. Ah, oh, get out, get out, get out, get out. Ew, gross. I there. think I'm straight now. Yeah, well, oh, you know. That's, oh, stranger things. Disgusting. Uh, let's yeah. talk about Han Solo and Leia. Because they're they, great. Yeah. yeah. Han Solo and Leia, yes. Because they always kind of have this. Because I like how Leia's kind of spunky. And she's like, I don't need a man to save me. And he's like, oh, yeah? Well, well, I'm just I'm not even going to save you. And she's like, you didn't fucking in the first place. And then he was like, you know what? You're a pain in the ass. And she's like, then fucking bounce. And, but he doesn't. So then she's like, yeah, you couldn't bounce, could you? <laughs> so there's like this back and forth where she's just like, yeah, and it, it's, the, it's the same thing. Like movies explained for even mentions it. It's the thing of like, when they argue, oh, they're in love. <laughs> but, <laughs> but at but, least it's some type of chemistry, which is again, the only chemistry in all of Star Wars. All nine episodes, the only love story, there is one, and it is only between Han and Leia. That's it. And then it's all undone because they get divorced anyway. So fuck it. Uh, yeah, but ignoring that, because fuck those movies. Um, <laughs> we, uh, See, and you say I hate Star Wars. You hate it more than I do. I, I really do hate it, but I think I'm a Star Wars fan now, so it's fine. Um, oh. And with the... And, and my favorite part is that um, we have this entire build-up and, the, um, and then in episode six... Like they they have like cute callbacks to uh, to their relationship. Like when um he says I love you and she says I know and I'm like yay you remember that from the last movie. <laughs> That's so cute. Uh, especially I love how CPO like forever interrupts them. <laughs> yeah, That's he's like always getting in the way. <laughs> I think I don't like C3PO because I'm like oh my god I am you. 
just just go away. I was that I was R two D two. If I had to be a Star Wars character, I would probably be Ahsoka Tano. Mm. Which you have to watch the Clone Wars for. Okay. So I am relatively unknown to you. Pretty much, but like as far as I can tell, you're the perfect character. You haven't seen you don't yeah. know do you know anything about No. But like you said that you were that and I'm like, I don't know any better, so you might as well be brilliant. Oh, well, there you go. Uh so yeah, have you read uh Shakespeare's Star Wars? I've skimmed it. I haven't read the whole thing. I like saw it in a bookstore and was like, oh, this is funny. And I went through it, but I didn't actually like buy it and read it. I just kind of read through as I was standing there. I bought it on Audible. Um, uh, I, I can't remember when, but I need to actually sit down and listen to it because it sounds hilarious. There's a bit where um, R2-D2 beeps and then he does like long monologues. Wait, R2-D2 has actual words? Yeah, he beeps and then he faces the audience and does tons of monologues. And every time he beeps, none of the characters... Yes, so yeah, he has soliloquies. Oh my goodness. Uh, and because Yoda uh, speaks different to everyone else, instead of speaking in Shakespeare uh, style, he does haikus. Of course he does. It's because why wouldn't he? It's hilarious. The extracts <laughs> I've read are hilarious, and I want to read the whole thing. The parts that I've read are just like Darth Vader talking to people. I didn't get to any of the other characters. Uh, uh, yeah, so I didn't hear anything of like C-3P. I didn't see any of the heroes. It was just like Darth Vader and like when he was talking to um, to like all the people on the Imperial ship, it was that. that that's all, because like that's the beginning. That's all I've gotten through. They have a joke of, um, of Han shooting first, which is... Um, that he won't admit whether or not he shot first. I love that if you ask Harrison Ford, did Han shoot first? His answer is, I don't give a shit. Yeah, because it's, he's been asked that for 50 years. He's probably over well, it. Well, I mean, is only 42 years old, and the controversy is only like 20 years old. But which, sure. which is like, which makes it even better that, it was, that he's been asked this for 50 years. For 50 years. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so get question now. <laughs> and they're like oh that's where it's from cool um so <laughs> so i, I love uh, i love um uh, han and leia uh it's way better than her alternative which was luke it's very funny that oh. he, that instead of doing the love the love triangle it's like oh no everyone just likes han and leia so like how do we bail out of this love triangle uh make her his sister i don't give a shit <laughs> well, fun fact, Lucas always had the idea, like, Luke always had a sister. Um, but, but he didn't pick, it wasn't uh, Leia. Leia. Okay. Yeah, it was, there was another, there was a woman who wrote Empire with him, and she's the one who made Leia the sister, I believe. Because Luke had a twin sister, but it was somebody else. Someone who isn't clearly older she than wasn't he is. She was in the first movie. She, was someone who wasn't in the first movie at all. Was somebody How completely much different. of a of a bitch slap does it have to be that you're like, okay, we got to protect our kids. I'm gonna put this one on a desert planet where he has to farm for moisture, and I'm going to make this one a princess. Nailed it. I wonder who's the favorite kid. Well, but think of it like this though: the the parents that that is the parents' backstory. So you just put one with you put took them you split them up to the families. So Luke. Kate, Luke went to his father's family, kept the Skywalker name, which is amazing 
because Anakin Skywalker would never know that he had a son when he meets this kid named Luke Skywalker who's staying at a farm on Tatooine, the one that he was raised on, or the one that, um, not he wasn't raised on, but the one that his uh, mother died at. So, you know, if he was a sentimental type at all in 20 years and he decided to go back and visit his mother's tomb, yeah, he'd have found Luke. Because he was, with, you know, Uncle Owen and Aunt Beru. And his name was Luke Skywalker. So just, you know, throwing it out there. <laughs> Which again, why? Because Uncle, like, Uncle Owen's last name is not Skywalker. So why not? And since he was a baby when they gave him to him, why did they not change his last name to their last name since you're trying to hide him? They did a shit job of hiding him is what I'm saying. Yeah. Yeah. They but it's, put a, it's a, they the kind of thing. Like, we're going to go to their family house. We're going to raise him by your stepbrother. And, you know, in the house where you were when you killed your, when you, your mother died and you went on the path to becoming Darth Vader. If he was even remotely sentimental, he'd have found him in a minute. And he I, kept the name Scott. And then old Ben Kenobi. Yeah, nobody would ever think that's Obi-Wan Kenobi wearing his fucking Jedi robes. Yeah, why would anybody oh, think he's carrying a... Why yeah. would anybody think that he was a Jedi? He's, of course, safe. <laughs> like, come on, man. It's a, it's a credit to Star Wars that all this stuff is in there and it's really dumb. But, like, it's still good, though. And we can make yeah, fun well, of it because we love it so good. much. The reason why it's good is because... We, like all of this lore came from the prequels. None of this was in the original trilogy. That's a good point. In the original trilogy, point. you had no idea why he was raised by his uncle and aunt. You just knew that his name was Luke Skywalker. His dad was a was a person um, was a Jedi, and he fought in the Clone Wars with Obi Wan Kenobi. I like that and... they just dropped the name Clone Wars, and it's like, yeah, we're not going to explain it. Guess. And I'm like, okay, I will. Exactly. And the, yeah, and, the, and that's the thing. Like, like, so in the original trilogy, none of this was a problem because it was just, it's just backstory. It's just parts of the, of, the sh of the movies. And then when they actually go and flesh it out, that's when they fucked it up. Because that's when you go back and you're like, well, then why did this happen? Why did they call him? Why did you send him there? Why did they, like, it doesn't, none of it makes any sense. Especially when she said, when in um, Empire, when he says, do you remember your mother? And she says, yes, like your real mother. And she's I like, mean, yes. Yeah, that's and stupid because they were born. Like, after they were born. Yeah. You don't fucking remember your mother. It's and really, so really, really it's stupid. I, I thought that they'd be like six when, um, when they died. That was, that was what I was thinking. Uh, when their mom died, I thought that they would be toddlers. Because here's the thing. I, at, at, during your toddler years... It's possible that you could remember your mother. It's also possible that you might not remember that at all, and you might just remember the people who raise you now. Because it's like two, three, four. There are people who have memories as far back as two and three. And then there are people who can't remember anything before they were five. Yeah. So I, I thought they were. Me. I can't remember uh, before I was five. I have some memories from I when I was five. I can remember things that happened when I was three. So it depends. So I, I figured it was like that. Like Luke was like you, and Leia was like me, and they died when she was, you know, when they their their mom died when they were like three. So Leia remembers just because Leia was raised with her, and it was probably a traumatic moment losing her mom. Whereas Luke doesn't remember because he was raised the entire time with his uncle, so he doesn't remember anything else. 
So um, to me, that would that was that was what I had in my head. And then Lucas was like, "No, no, no, I'm gonna fuck that up." Yep. Um, so <laughs> so with uh, Han and Leia's relationship, not only is it great, but it's like it's 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 great despite the fact that his that her only other option was her brother. And That's not so. It's just they were the only people. Oh, we saw. and um, and uh, Lando. She was a beautiful princess. She could have had Lando. anybody she wanted. She could have Lando. Yeah, but I mean, there were other people in the galaxy. But at the same time, like there was a war. Remember, she had no intention of falling in love. She was trying to fight the Empire. So she just happened to fall in love with Han, and it was more like he was like, "Damn it, woman, you're gonna fall. You're gonna love me back." It's just like, "What? No, go away." And then he didn't. And so she's like, okay, fine. <laughs> I like that you, you act like she settled. <laughs> it's not that she settled. It's that she, well, she kind of did. I mean, he's, he's, look at who he, she's a princess. She's literally a princess. And he is a rogue a bounty hunter that is, yeah, she did settle. Come on. She's, a, she's literally a princess. He's some scruffy nerf herder. Yeah, she settled. Let's be real. <laughs> Family guy's best Not joke. She's, also the, she's the daughter of the of fucking space Jesus. She settled. She, you can't not settle when you're her. I mean, unless, the, marries, unless all of the princes are slug monsters. She, uh, she would have to marry Palpatine's son to ew, not have settled. Ew, 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 ew. She'd have to. Well, because think about it, because she he it would have to be someone who's royal, but also has I'm just like of them having sex again, and I'm not I'm not happy about it. Well, you're welcome. That there you are. This is where we are. This is what the sequels have done to us. Yeah. This is what, by the way, that awesome love story that you love. First sequel, that shit's over. They're yeah. divorced. Oh god, I hate Welcome it so to- much. And you never see them on screen together again after that, because you know he dies. Do you want to talk about Captain America? Nope. We got Captain America and Peggy Carter. He's um, making you quite a, isn't it? <laughs> You're yes. like, I was talking about the sequel. <laughs> no, fuck it. Um, Captain America well, and Peggy Carter have an interesting relationship only if you pick certain movies, and in other movies, I'm like, really? You want to do that? His he has more chemistry with Black Widow from well, pretty much in all of them. His he has better chemistry with Black Widow than he does. He has good chemistry with Peggy Carter in the first movie. Yeah. And then from the event one, his chemistry is almost entirely with Black Widow. Yeah, and then so that's what I wanted to say. So with um Captain America First Avenger, it's like they're really good. And then he gets frozen in yeah. ice, and then they basically ignore that relationship you until they ignore the relationship until um, Infinity War. And then it's like, oh right, we have this relationship. We should probably loop that they, back around. They call they I, that part I disagree with because they bring it up all the time. Because in um, in Winter Soldier, he went to see it. Remember? Uh huh. But she's old now and she's dying and he he that's when he kinda that's when he puts her behind him and he realizes he can never have her because she moved on and lived her life and he was frozen in ice and now he's back and he's still only twenty three, twenty four, but she's, you know, ninety something and has grandchildren and so he's like, Okay, that's not you know, I can't have her, but I can still be friends with her. 
but it's kind of heartbreaking. Ignore, breaking... Ignoring the fact that the time travel that they used for that scene in particular is completely different to the rest of the movie because it's a fantastic moment. Um, it, what time travel? So in uh, in Endgame, they time traveled a lot. Didn't you see it? So with oh um, no, I was talking about Winter Soldier. Yeah. So in Winter Soldier, she says that she has grandkids. Right? Yes. And she's senile and can't remember uh, much. But it's but like it's his grandkids. Well, also in um, like a different part in the movie, when they're in the Smithsonian, she's sitting with her two children. Oh, she did no. get married. You missed that part, didn't you? No, yeah, it's not that. He... But like if if we do the loop thing, right? Like they said, they uh, I, I don't know if this is true, but I heard that um, someone said that one of the directors said that um, that they were his grandkids because oh, he so, went back okay, in time talking... to uh, okay, but to the quit first skipping forward. Fine. I'm going through Cap's story, not okay, through fine. the whole. Not I, I, I'm just saying that if that's true, then he definitely had a relationship with his granddaughter. No, she's so, his like, nephew. She's her niece. That's not his granddaughter. Okay, that's, that's not weird. Yeah, she's um, Peggy is her aunt. All right. Her she her father is Peggy's sister. Okay. Um. So yeah. So it's no. It's, okay. She's not related to him by blood at all. She's still related to her, but not to him. Okay. Good. Uh, Good. In that case, I'm fine. I'm fine now. You can you can <laughs> talk about the rest of it. I was just having a mental yeah. breakdown. No, no, no. Okay, so if you watched Agent Carter, she has an she has like a couple brothers. Mm-hmm. One brother died, which is the one that motivated her to get into um, into the military in the first place. And I think that she had another brother who was the father of um, of Sharon Carter, which is why she has the last name Carter. So um, it's her brother's. So she's Sharon Carter is her brother's sister. I, I mean, sorry, not her brother's sister, her brother's daughter. Okay. That's why she called her Aunt Peggy. And, um, and again, in Winter Soldier, when we first meet her, she's saying, she's talking to her aunt, which was Peggy, but she didn't tell Steve that it was Peggy. And then, because remember, she's like doing her laundry and she's like, okay. And then she gets off the phone and she's like, my aunt, she stays up late. That was, she's talking to Peggy. And then, um, then when he goes to see Peggy, he puts her, he puts any thoughts of a relationship with her behind him because again he's still in like a 25 year old's body but she is like a 95 year old who's had kids and grandkids and she's you know possibly has dementia and she's definitely you know on her last legs yeah that's definitely her deathbed and they go to her funeral yeah well that's not for a couple years though yeah okay um so so then so but in this movie he develops a closer friendship with Black Widow because in the beginning he doesn't trust her and he doesn't particularly like her and then they go on this adventure and he both likes her and trusts her and then if you notice from then on anytime you see him she is next to him yeah in but, every um, movie, I, I saw that as being a friendship and then she's randomly dating the Hulk once no 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 I really okay. So let's talk about the MCU relationships in general because a lot of them suck. What? What are you talking about? In MCU? Yeah, in the MCU, a lot of the relationships suck. The only relationships that work are uh, is Peggy and Cap, and um. See, I'm. Really. I don't. So I think Peggy and Cap worked 
in the first Avenger. And then after that, fuck it. After that, I think it's Black Widow and Cap. And they could have done that because they did get married in one version of the comics. And why not? Um, But they were going like the main storyline and the main storyline, he ends up with Sharon. But then there's also one where he doesn't end up with Sharon because she's like, no, you're a Nazi fuckhead. She hates him. What? Uh, (laughs) Yeah. Reverse that. You, You can't skip over Cap being a Nazi. I kinda, yeah, a little bit. Um, so <laughs> it's it's in Secret Empire. He uh, turns out he well, the, the Red Skull uses the Cosmic Cube to change his history so that he was Hydra all along. Is that where the hell ent- Hydra uh, came from? Yes, yeah. yes, that was clever. And I then, like that bit. Yeah, I loved it too because they led you on one thing. They were like, "Oh, you're gonna re-see the elevator scene," and then instead he says, "Hail Hydra," and I was like, "Oh." They went the comics route, and then it was just better. That works um, if you've never read that comic as well, because it's just clever. Yes, but it works even better if you've read the comic, because you're like, ah, comic reference! <laughs> Nerd alert. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, especially when he leans in and whispers in somebody's ear, Hail Hydra, that's what he does in the comic. Um, in the comic, he does it to Eric Selvig. Um, and yes, the same Eric Selvig from Thor. Um... But yeah, so they went with Sharon being well. So then they, but they didn't though, because they went back to Peggy Carter. Yeah. And 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 the comics it's Sharon Carter. In the comics he does stay with Sharon Carter. It's it's Sharon Carter the whole way through. Um, but for some reason they gave her Peggy Carter, which I'm like, no, fuck that. He has the chemistry with Black Widow. Make it be Black Widow. She's not gonna be with Hawkeye. And, I thought that the they comics, were related. With Just Tony so Stark, clear, Hawkeye. I thought that that uh, Black Widow and Hawkeye were related. That's the relationship no. I was thinking. If they ended up kissing, I'd be like, ew, gross. No, no, well, in the movies, they're not going to. In the comics, she was with, dude, in the comics, she was with Daredevil. She was with, she was with Daredevil for like a long time. Um, she was with Cap. She was with Tony. She was with Hawkeye. She actually entered the Avengers through Hawkeye. Um, cause the, the backstory is, they've changed it a little bit in the, in the movies. The backstory on that is Hawkeye became an Avenger. They were both bad in the beginning. Hawkeye became an Avenger and then he convinced Nat to come over. In the movies, they decided that Hawkeye was already working for S.H.I.E.L.D. and he was supposed to take her out and he decided to turn her instead. It's similar concept, but the difference is in the comics, they were together already and he went good and then convinced her to come good so um but then they you know they end up not being together she ended up she's in the comics she's been with everybody but guess who the fucking hulk she's never been with the hulk okay so why in blue perfect hell did they put her together with the hulk whom she has no chemistry with my guess None. my guess is because they realized that they wanted her to not date cap and they're like who's the nearest guy of that one no you could have just not had her date anybody I know, it been it's perfect. really dumb I'm it not is. saying it's I'm, not stupid. I'm saying it is stupid. It is, yeah, it is. So in my the way I would have loved to have seen Endgame end is instead of Cap going back and being with Peggy, I would have rather him just move on and stay with with her. Of course, she died, so that you know kind of puts a little dent in that. But <laughs> only a little one. It's like uh, I mean, it's comics. So, She'll come back. Yeah. She oh, has her own that. show, doesn't she? No. No? She doesn't have a show. She has a movie coming out, but the movie is set between uh, Winter Soldier and Civil War. 
They're like, fuck, we so, need a, a, a movie with a female lead. Our biggest one is Black Widow. She's dead. Shit, what do we do? Well, we can't bring her back yet. So, like, go back. back well, fun fact. She, they, when Marvel Studios, when they were forming Marvel Studios and they wanted to do a movie, the first character that they were thinking about doing a film for before Iron Man was Black Widow. But they were convinced by the stu- by because um, so Marvel Studios you know, is always attached to a bigger studio. Now it's Disney. Before it was other studios like Paramount, Universal, etc. The bigger studio said, "No, female-led superhero movies don't sell." That's so they weren't true, they were but that's not- only because they sucked. Exactly. So they were told not to do Black Widow. So Iron Man became their lead instead. Um, so until Wonder Woman came out. They were going with the whole female-led superhero movies don't work. And even though people were like, hey, give Black Widow a movie. We have movies for the three dudes. Let's have Black Widow. And they were like, no, 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 no. We have the set. Because by then, they already had, like, the whole – they had phase one planned out. Mm-hmm. And she just happened to be popular. And they were like, okay, but we already have the plan. And they didn't want to pull a Spider-Man, which is what they did. When they got Spider-Man, they were like, okay, fuck the plan. We're, show- we're shoehorning this in somewhere. Um, okay fair enough so um for for me their relationship is uh mainly just mainly for the first avenger and i also liked what they did in uh in endgame to wrap that around but you're right the rest of the thing doesn't work um yeah he has way better chemistry with her and all of it um if we're talking superheroes and love stories uh-huh. We gotta talk about the ultimate love story, Deadpool. And I mean, it's you know, it's, if you think about it, if you've seen the trailer where um, Dead, where Ryan Reynolds as Deadpool is like, oh, this is a love story, and he goes through all of the elements of like how it's a love story. He's right; it's a love story. I mean, it sounds stupid, but it, it kind of works. It works because it's silly, and they know that. But also it works because the, for the same reason that like Gomez and Morticia are perfect for each other um, because they're just as weird and they're on the same level. Um, I forget the character's name though. What's her name? What's her name? From what movie? Deadpool, the one that he's dating. Deadpool? Oh. Um, is that Teresa? Okay, sure. Um, I, yeah, I can't remember. I think it's Teresa. Well, uh, this puts a dent in your theory that it's a good love story since you can't remember. Oh, no. Just because I can't remember her name doesn't mean it's not a... Okay, go for it. Um, but uh, the reason it works is because... Where is she? <laughs> you can't find it. Yeah, the reason it works is because the entire plot is driven by the fact that he wants to get back to her. He, everything he did was for her. Uh, like the entire intro to him is showing him falling in love with her, and then when he finds out he has, you know, the horrible cancer. Hang on a second. He leaves. Hang on a second. <laughs> you okay over there? Yeah, I'm fine. Um, so their relationship works for all those reasons, but it it's also like him fighting for her doesn't really make their relationship like great. It makes it a goal. But what makes their relationship great is that before um, he has to do that, they have a great relationship and they're all like sexual and um, do like weird sex jokes and stuff. It's this, it, <laughs> it is Gomez and Morticia, but with superheroes and cancer. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Everyone... Well, it's, it was him fighting for her. I say everything he did was motivated 
by his love for her. So like when he left, and when he left and went and found the place that turned him into Deadpool, it was because he got cancer and he didn't want her to suffer. He didn't want her to watch him suffer and die. Um, and then after he was healed, he didn't go back to her because he thought, you know, I look horrendous. She's not going to want me. Which, which, so um, which, which builds up to my favorite her. line in the entire thing. You have a face I want to sit on, which is, <laughs> it's just perfect for them. You are such a dirty bird. Uh-huh. Um, quick question. Have you seen a movie called Secretary? I want to. I, I had, uh-huh. so, um, it's the BDSM run, right? Yes. When, people, when Fifty Shades of Grey was coming out, people were like, oh, fuck this movie, just watch Secretary. Yes. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Don't watch Fifty Shades of Fucked Up. Watch Secretary. <laughs> um, um, yeah. I can't really talk about it since you haven't seen it. But um, yeah, there's an interesting relationship dynamic in there, which would be an excellent topic to talk about if you knew what the hell I was talking about. There's a great, um, I, I, I've heard a lot about it, and there's a scene which they added, which was um, uh, a signal to show that she wanted to have um, sex, because without that, then it, the dynamic would have been different. But that's all I know about it. I need to watch the movie. Scene? I feel like the whole movie is her. Well, not the whole movie, but like, I feel like throughout their relationship, she is giving her consent. Because when you watch it, but they have the they have that specific signal which they added, which is like her touching his hand or something. I I don't know exactly what it is because I haven't seen the movie. I just heard about it. I've seen the movie and I don't know what you're talking about because having seen the movie, it's all about consent. The whole thing. It's about. Because she feels trapped in her life. And she, at first, she was being abused by him because, uh, like, she first met him. Um, so, just a quick synopsis. She um, had been cutting herself, and her parents were like terrified. And she comes out of a hospital, and um, her mom, like, tries to get rid of all knives and anything that cuts. Which doesn't make any sense because she didn't cut herself with that. She cut herself with like razor blades and stuff that she still had. <laughs> so two thousand two. Um, it's two thousand two. Well, I don't, I don't yeah, know it when is. it came out. Okay. Um. So she, in order to move on, she decides to get a job. She tries to get a boyfriend, but none of that works, and she still wants to cut herself. And then she decides to. Then she starts working for him. And at first, he's just like, he's just emotionally abusive. And at first, she's just like, okay, like she tries to navigate through dealing with him, like as, as her boss. And then she, and, but she doesn't like, she doesn't take it the way other people would. She doesn't like quit. She doesn't go off on him. She just kind of tries to do better. And then he stops. And that kind of feels weird for her. And then she just decides, again, she tries to have a boyfriend. She tries, you know, she tries several different things. She's trying to better herself throughout the movie and none of it works. And then one day he, cause he acts very peculiar throughout the entire thing. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he's just a very strange character. He, the James Spader of it all, if you will. And, um, and, but you can tell he's been holding back. And every time he sees her, he can only be around her for like, a second and then he's just like okay go off and then one day he doesn't one day he goes a little too far 
and she should be terrified, but she's intrigued. Mm. And so thus begins her journey of like, maybe she should be in the BDSM and blah, 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 blah. And so from then on, the entire thing is about consent. He never does anything to her throughout the movie without her consent. That's why it's odd to me that they needed some kind of signal because she's consenting to everything. Because at any moment, she could get up and walk away and he wouldn't do anything. Yeah, but like the signal is that she's giving without having to tell him. Okay. And she's also, but like, that's what I mean. Like, because there's even a part where um, she ends up sitting at his, he tells her to do something and then he leaves and he goes away for the weekend and her parents and everybody like preachers, everybody comes and they try to get her to leave. She's sitting at his desk and they try to get her to leave. And her ex-boyfriend comes and tries to pull her out of the desk and she freaks the fuck out and says, no, and runs back. It's so the whole situation is about consent. Nobody else wants her to do it, so they're trying to force her to do something else. But she is consenting to doing specifically what he wants her to, which means she's not being she's being submissive, but she's consenting to being submissive. So that's that's the way I look at it. Like to me, the whole movie is about her giving her consent. The fact that this movie exists and Fifty Shades of Grey is the popular one is very annoying. I mean, so Fifty Shades of Grey is only popular to like, I don't know, like soccer moms who don't actually watch movies, who thought it would be like softcore porn. And it, from what I heard, it wasn't. I didn't bother to watch them because the books were stupid. You and everybody is like, oh, they don't show anything. And it, like the books are just auditory. The books are just like illustrate or not illustrated, but um, literary porn, but not even good. And the movies apparently are slightly better as far as story is concerned, but like way worse as far as the sex was concerned. So it's like, there's no point. Mm. Well, I'm not, and of no. course, gave every single one of them dog shit. And you know, why would I, why would I do that to myself? I don't know. I have better because you're masochistic. 90 minutes. I am not, though. That's the I, thing. Me neither. I, the, the bad movies I watch are the ones I think will be interesting. Fifty Shades doesn't look interesting. It doesn't sound as interesting. It just sounds boring. So I'm not going to watch it. I will watch Secretary, though. That sounds interesting. If you um, want to know what happens in Fifty Shades, watch The Dom. Um, he I, does. I have. I have. It's yeah, he great. calls it Fifty Shades of, of Abuse. Because <laughs> that's what it is. It's an abusive relationship. It's not a love relationship. The secretary actually, or secretary, is a love relationship that involves BDSM. So a better take is secretary and a better movie. And just a, everything's better. Good. <laughs> I, I'm glad that we brought it round, that we decided yeah. that we can have both action and love story. I mean, ugh. I need to like be bathed in oil at this point because I feel like I need. I'm watching. I'm, I'm watching something blow up. I need to see something explode. I'm gonna watch The Rock. Ooh, I'm gonna watch Chronicles of Riddick. That that sounds good. <laughs> All right, I am going to listen to the Time Traveler's Wife again because it's just it's just that good, and I wish that it wasn't wasn't bad. <laughs> All righty. Uh, well, that wraps it up for this week. What are we talking about next week? Uh, what date is next week? I have no idea. Uh, I, I barely know Monday. I don't think uh, anything is happening uh, on the 21st uh, or the 20th. So, um, 
So whatever we want. Whatever we Yay. want. Yay. No plans, nothing's uh nothing important is coming up. There's no events coming up. Um uh, you know I don't know. Yeah. You know you know what there is something important, but you know, it's politics. Oh voting garbage for the Democratic presidential candidate. So I've been entrenched in that, so I'm not really all that into movie stuff thus far, like lately. Well, that's a shame. Uh, so yeah, we'll talk about whatever we want. Indeed. I like there to be a little chaos. Mm, I don't. <gasps> we could talk about the DCEU. You really want to talk about that, don't you? I do. All mainly right, because it. you don't. Fuck <laughs> it, let's do it. Let's do it. Fuck you, all let's right. do this. Let's do it. Next week, we're talking about DCEU. I am going to watch the rest of it. Eh. I'm going to watch at least one of them again. Wait, have you not seen them? I've seen the Man of I've seen Man of Steel, mm-hmm. which I didn't like, which was a fine action movie, but not a good Superman movie. And then I saw um, Bat- Wonder Woman, which I loved, and then Batman vs Superman, which was dog shit. And then I'm just like, well, fuck you, no, <laughs> no. And then Did I saw Suicide see- Squad, and then I said, fuck you. Did you see Aquaman or no, Justice League? No. Okay. After Suicide Squad, so, get better. Maybe watch those two before next week. Okay. Do you want me to watch Shazam? Because you have a different take on Shazam than oh, anyone else. Sake. Yeah, watch Shazam. And then we'll talk about the dumpster fire that that is. I didn't like that movie. It, yeah, okay. Well, you watch Shazam. Okay, we'll talk cool. about so it. So we're going to do the DCU um, next week. Indeed. Follow us on all the things. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. One of us will be there. Which one? It's a mystery. Links in the description. Until next time, goodbye. Peace.